Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. Hello, Sam. Hello. 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 Oh, hello. This could have be our whole podcast. Hello. <laughs> just trying out some different voices. I'm just saying if I subscribe to this. Stop. Stop. Okay, well, you're, you are there. All right. Oh, I've been here the whole time. Uh, I know. I just was hoping you'd stop doing that thing you were doing. Ah, uh, well, you can keep hoping. You can keep dreaming. Keep on believing. You okay over there? Seems like you're, seem like you're in a weird mood. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Actually, right. I'm right in the path of a major thunderstorm. I just got a, the, my severe thunderstorm warning. If I disappear at some point, it's because I was struck by lightning in my apartment. That's what you're going to go with? You assume it was struck by lightning? That's that's what we should think? <laughs> yeah. I'd prefer okay. you just to think that, not that I you know just lost power or something. Yeah. That's how you want to go, huh? I mean... Look at that. Good storms out there. There are probably much worse ways to go. I can't imagine being hit by lightning is particularly painful. It makes for a cool story. Not many people get hit by lightning. Um, I, I think there's a small chance that you survive and then get some sort of superhero powers. And you get a really cool, like, uh, I don't know if it's always if it always happens, but you get that really cool, like, scar. Have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That crazy webbing. Yeah. So that's that's all pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I saw that video you sent was was gnarly. You guys are getting some intense intense rain out there. Yeah, my uh, my weatherman commentary. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, mostly just worried about the cicadas. Yeah, I are they is that just happening in DC? Because I have yet to see one here. I think it's more yeah, it's mostly an East Coast thing. It's not just oh, DC, okay. but definitely happening here. They are yeah. everywhere, and they are huge, and they are very loud. So they're making noise now. Oh yeah. Yeah, they won't shut up about it. They, uh, you, you think this washes them away? I wonder what. How, like, I don't know if it washes them away or if it just makes them squeaky clean, and they just like they appreciate it. I don't know. How long? Do you know how long they're supposed to last? Do I don't. Idea? How long does a cicada live? I wonder what their little like life cycle is. I mean, he's been they've been hanging out for what seventeen years or something. Yep, seventeen years. Uh, Which is crazy. I mean, it depends on the species, either 13 or yeah. 17 years. But then after they emerge, how long do they live? Uh, five to six weeks later. I'll tell you, but there's a lot of dead ones on the sidewalk. I don't know what happened to those ones. They're not, and they're not just like the, the shell, like there. They're there's solid. a lot of shells, but there's a lot of carcasses as well. <laughs> oh. And I do believe carcass is the right word because they are girthy enough for for that word to apply i think they're huge man <laughs> anyway yeah i haven't seen i haven't seen one in a long time we used to get like i feel like we used to get a couple maybe they were a different type of cicada yeah but like you know every now and then in michigan you'd find one on a tree or something i don't know if, if that's one whose internal clock was off <laughs> like <laughs> where's like, everybody he, like, he came out yeah he came out was like oh no yeah uh, we used Whoa, to see him every now and then what's the uh what's the coolest tennessee bug you've seen so far Coolest Tennessee bug. Honestly, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I've seen some. I saw one really big centipede, which was pretty horrifying. That's cool. Um, and actually, why don't we just make this our check-in round, which is literally a check-in round that I that I uh, that we used with a client earlier today. Is what's your take on bugs? <laughs> what's your bug take? Yeah. Um, How you feel about you bugs? Know, as a 
as a farmer, I feel like I probably have stronger feelings than many people. Maybe not, you know. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Sure there's people me. out there who are really. Um, well, I, I just think it's a it's a it's a healthy balance because I think there's some stuff that's super cool, which is to say, like those parasitic wasps that take out hornworms. Um, you can get, you know, ladybugs are pretty cool because they eat aphids. There's a lot of things that can like really take down. Oh, uh, praying mantises, which oh, I mean, praying are cool mantises in their own are right, the coolest man. Maybe the coolest um, with their crazy little, little crazy little heads and the way little, they turn their neck and little scythers. And they're great. <laughs> and <laughs> they're great for a farm too. They eat a lot of different pests. Um, so usually, if you, and you know, if you can, um, people will pay. You know, on, you can buy them online and try and get them to, to survive and live on your property and stuff. But then they. Can <laughs> I thought you were going to say you can buy them online and people will pay to watch them fight. <laughs> That's probably, that is probably a thing. Oh, I'm sure um, it is. They, uh, but yeah, those guys are great. I haven't seen one this year. Um, might be a little early still. Um, and then there's obviously a million bugs that I just hate because they are the main thing that I, you know, mm-hmm. minus the weather, which I have no control over. The main thing I'm fighting constantly is is bugs. Is the tick um, the, your least favorite bug? Maybe. Oh, it's on the up and up. Yeah, we we've been talking about the the tick count and how I had been like squeaky clean, no no ticks, no tick boy, been doing great. And then this past your, week, did man, you lose your clean know, bill of health? Out, I just started walking through some bad grass. <laughs> um, but I I think I'm up to f- to five or six already this year. Were they embedded so, in like were, doing their thing, or were they just walking around? No, they were they were they were trying, uh, but they, none of them had gotten far enough to the point where like I had to really like work at it. You know, two of them were just two or three of them were just like I felt crawling on me and saw them before they even chose a spot to to Idiots. attack me. And then uh, two of them ticks. I did like pull off, uh, but they weren't like fully embedded. But yeah, it was I mean like kind of horrifying. I mean, one was on my chest, which was kind of creepy. Yeah. Didn't know how it got there. I wasn't really working in, in chest high grass at all. Um, and they're gross, man. Like I do, I really do hate ticks. Um, but, and I'm sure that it will be a, a weekly update at this point, um, that I, however many ticks I end up with on me, but I heard they're bad when, well, they're already bad this year, just in general, apparently, but when it's been really dry, um, something about just hmm. like, I don't know, <laughs> someone, as I think used the word, you know. They're really just looking for moisture, which is horrifying to think of myself as a, a moisture. You know, well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, that. humans humans are pretty prime moisture uh, generators. Like we're exactly. mostly so, moisture. <laughs> so I guess I guess maybe that's partly why they've been they had been bad as well. But um, yeah, ticks are pretty gross. But about bugs, Sam, how do you feel about bugs? Well, I have a very nuanced take on bugs. Bugs are all about context. And where you are and what the bug Sorry, is. I love that it just it just seems like this is definitely a thing that you designed this check in round question because actually at night you spend spending a lot of time thinking about bugs. <laughs> I didn't even like ask this check in question. The client asked the check in question. It just sparked gotcha. some good thinking on my part. So <laughs> a bug walking the so think of it this way. If you're outside near some flowers or you're on a farm and you see a bee, which is ostensibly a bug, that's great. Bees are awesome. I we've all we've established how I want to be a beekeeper, and bees seem like just good buddies. I'm all about bees. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in your cozy apartment and seeing a a cockroach being, as being, big, yes, what? You said being in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> good one. And I guess you know a bee in your apartment <laughs> is less good as well. But I'm not gonna lose my yes. shit over a bee. Although in this apartment, 
uh, we there was a, a a construction flaw where basically the windows were like the corners of the windows were hollow tubes to the outside, and wasps loved walking down those tubes and getting in the apartment and flying around. And that just seems I, I like I'm not a construction guy. Though. I'm not a, I'm not an architect. I don't know how things work. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that there shouldn't be a wide open tube, a path that is essentially bug sized from the outside to the inside. We, that sounds we plugged like it up though, so now we're good. That that sounds to me like a, a wasp infiltrated the office where they were designing these apartments. You'd be like, yeah, you guys they, they had a, they had a man like on the inside. Yeah, if you guys, if, you guys made, if we made the corner of the windows, these hollow little tubes, you know, for aesthetic reasons, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, that's, that's a good idea. I'll save you some material. All right, yeah. sure. Nice job, Jeff. Yeah, like, ignore like, right, ignore that I'm a wasp. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think, you, I think you've nailed it. Anyway, yeah. cockroach inside, terrible. Hate them. Wasp inside, terrible. Hate them. Bees outside, love them. That's all. That's... <laughs> That's a pretty nuanced take. You, you, were, you weren't kidding. <laughs> Max, do you have any mini topics? What the hell are we talking about today? What are we, what are we, what are yeah, we doing here? I was trying to here? think if like, there's been any uh, non, non-farm things to chat about. Um, you know, I've got, uh, I got, I got our family coming. Some of our family's coming on to visit me this weekend, which is a fun. Oh, really? Uh, oh, Louie and yeah. Leah and mom? Louis, Leah, Mom, and Nate, I think, is oh, also wow. going to be coming. So they're coming down uh, to see Grandma and Grandpa up in Kentucky. They're going to come down and visit me for a day. And I think you put them to that work? – <laughs> No, I should. Um, that This weekend there is a, a barn party, um, and specifically the start of the barn party is a crawfish boil. So I think we will be attending. Um, I am so much of an idiot. When you said barn party, the first thing – that my brain created for me to look at was um, a bunch of like barns that had like arms and legs getting together and having a party. And I was like, what the hell the is a is barn that? party? <laughs> now I understand. It's a party in a barn. The barns themselves yeah. are not partying. I mean, the barn might enjoy it. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have a crawfish boil, uh, which will be fun. I don't think I've ever actually had a crawfish before. Um, but hey, I mean, they, they have so many little legs, and I don't really think there's that much meat on them, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. I think it's a tiny little lobster. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, Leah's pretty stoked because uh, okay. she's a big lobster fan. I don't sure think I've ever had a, her. I don't think I've, I've ever eaten a crawfish either. Yeah, I don't know if mom's necessarily stoked for crawfish. I don't um, think but mom there, can, there's, there's be, no way mom is stoked for that. <laughs> there will be other food options. Well, yeah, there, usually when there's a boil, you've got, you know, like vegetables corn. and like corn and other things you can eat with your hands. I think there is actually going to be some, because this is a, a Cajun meal, obviously, I think there's going to be some red beans and rice, which oh, is yeah. always great. Um, so I'll, I'll report back on my what I thought about cra- uh, a crawfish boil. Right. But other than that, I can't really think of, I mean, a couple or two weekends ago, I was up in Kentucky celebrating our cousin's wedding, which mm-hmm. was cool to go up there and see that. You know what? Uh, she told like, me that she's mm-hmm. been listening to our podcast, and it's the first podcast she's ever listened to. Yeah, I, I, do you feel special? I feel incredibly special. I, I feel special, and they yeah. they had a big drive down to to Florida for their honeymoon. So, yeah. um, our our soothing, wonderful voices mm. apparently kept her awake when she took the uh, the five hour like through the night mm. shift. Um, so look, at us, look at us doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, having our you? podcast be like the first podcast we ever listened to? Like it's it's only downhill from there. 
Yeah, it is. It's a, a crazy uh, standard to have to follow yeah. for anybody else. It's true. It's true. 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 What's for me? What's going on for me? Uh, well, Max, I've been watching baseball. Uh, yeah, what's up I'm, with that? I, I want to comment. I do want to hear about that because is it just because you're trying to prepare yourself for when hockey's over? Kind of. I mean, a couple of years ago when I was living by myself in New York, I bought the like the MLB you know TV subscription and I watched a ton of the Detroit Tigers and I followed them like the entire season. I don't really. I mean, partially probably because I just had a lot of free time in my hands because I lived by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something nice about it though, because there's like there's always a baseball game on. Like they play like every day. Yeah. It's good background noise. It's the type of thing where I can like be doing something else, but also have it on and on kind of low volume and be following along. And there's something about it, man. I guess it feels summery. And I wanted I want a little dose of summer. So getting a little baseball going, even though I haven't followed in years been kind of fun the tigers are garbage um i've quickly learned i don't really re- i recognize well, like one or two players on the team from when i kind of followed along before uh so it's been yeah. uh it's been fun but i mean you did get to witness a, a no hitter which is pretty incredible i didn't watch that game it happen a lot. oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> better. those were those uh, were they were playing in seattle and the games were starting at like 10 30 at night like i'm not i'm not i don't care that much oh, okay I yeah, will okay, flip on an ahead. afternoon game while I'm doing something else. I'm not staying up to watch a 10.30 p.m. game. Yeah. I think actually the, the, the biggest bummer for that player was that within 24 hours, another pitcher in the MLB had thrown a no-hitter. <laughs> really? So he, wow. didn't even get, he didn't even get to like really be like the guy it. of the week or anything. Yeah. Um, I think another, another Someone threw a better no-hitter? <laughs> I don't know. I think his was pretty incredible. I think he had like two walks or something was all – um, Wait, you can, oh, yeah. you can so, okay, yeah, because you can have a no hitter with walks. A perfect game is what no yes. hits, no walks. Yeah, perfect game is pure strikeouts and you know flyouts, yeah. ground balls, whatever. Um, and those are those are even more rare. But he was pretty close, I'm pretty sure. But um, so does it make you want to play like join a softball league? No, no, no. no. I definitely do not want to <laughs> play. I've never. I don't know that I've ever hit a baseball or softball that someone has thrown at me. Really? Like, I can't think of where I ever would have played a game of baseball. Yeah, we weren't really, like, a, a pickup baseball family. No. Never I, to go we had a pretty big yard, but I feel like we, it was never big enough. I mean, okay, I take it back. I played tons of wiffle ball. Wiffle ball, like, yeah. something different. But, like, an actual baseball, actual bat, I don't know that I have. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I got you up there, I feel like I'd be good at it, but I probably wouldn't be, and I'd probably embarrass myself. I The reason I didn't love baseball which makes me weird is that most most people batting is their favorite part of baseball they want to get up there and hit i hated batting i strictly wanted to just play whatever position i was playing that game whether that was catcher pitcher really you know, outfield or whatever i just i didn't want to go up to bat and you're like the opposite of, started, you're the opposite of a designated hitter exactly <laughs> <laughs> and uh and eventually then people started throwing real hard and I was like, this is not for me. I don't want to be, <laughs> no, I don't want to be up here. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm done. Now. I only played, I only played like three or four. I think I played three or four years. Was I all. remember going to a couple um, of your I, games. I, and the reason I think I was ever, I showed any talent when it came to baseball was because of where my birthday fell. I got to play with the kids that were the grade below me. Yeah. And it wasn't that I was necessarily like a super tall, big middle schooler or whatever when I was playing, but it was just the fact that I had that one, your advantage uh i think made me a little bit better 
I think <laughs> I think Dad really wanted me to play baseball because I was left-handed, and I remember him like trying to convince me to become a pitcher. He's like, "You don't even have to be good. Like left-handed pitchers in 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 the major leagues, like you just have to be average, and you're set for life." Um, but it was just not. There's something about the way my arms work. I'm just not good at throwing. Like we went and played catch. Emily and I played catch the other day. My arm was tired. I'm not good at throwing yeah. footballs. I don't know something about this way my arm is put together. I just can't do it. Shoulders built all wrong. Yeah. I also remember as a young kid, we dad one time like threw a ball really high up, like a like it was a pop fly, and it missed uh, my glove and hit me right in the face. That'll that'll turn you off from baseball. Real yeah. Quick. <laughs> yeah. That'll stop. That'll stop it right in its tracks. Yeah. Um, I was gonna. Have you ever? Did you ever go to like the batting cages? No, anything? I've never been to a batting cage. I think you'd I think you'd enjoy a batting cage. I it's think like it's a driving range but for baseball. Around. Yeah. And you know, a machine's pitching them at yeah. you. You can set that bad boy pretty slow. I would it'll love go to down try pretty it. slow. Let's do that. And sometime. you can just go out there and, and just go out there and, and just just crank them. Um, you can even go into a one where they pitch one that's more of a softball size, you can have more fun with it. Hmm. Um, no one cares how hard they pitch it at you. So you just go out there and, and let some anger out. Just wail on them. Um, or just pretend or just pretend, you know, that you're really good at baseball. Oh, Max, these Either clouds one. these clouds that are rolling in. Haunting. It's gonna be in- it's gonna be intense. <laughs> we might actually lose our connection. We either <laughs> may lose our connection, or if it rained like it did earlier today, it'll be so loud on the mic that you, it'll yeah. we'll have to just stop and re- restart. Um, we'll see. Maybe okay. we can just get the episode in before it starts. But it's looking ominous out there. Enough enough tongue wagging. Let's talk about what's going on in our oh. respective domains, oh. and then we'll move on. What? Oh. I don't say ton, tongue wagging. I don't Why? like that at all. That's what that's, 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 that's slang for talking. I I know tongue wagging slang out there, but I don't have. <laughs> that okay. doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> Stop wagging your tongue. Really? Yeah. I, I know you just like did a cute it. Dog. Did you just wag your tongue? No. Oh, uh, there was a gap there for a second where you said tongue wagging, and then you like stopped talking. <laughs> Maybe I, I did. Tongue wagging his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did subconsciously. Uh, okay, am I up first? I guess that's the yeah, order, sure. huh? Sure, go for it. The hell are you up to? What's going on um, at the farm? Busy, man. Well, that's why we didn't really record last week. Um, I think it was a mutual decision, but it was a bit mutual. I was I, pretty out of it. I didn't really feel up to it, and then I texted you in such a way that made it clear that I didn't really want to record, but I really put it on your plate. Um, and you, yeah. you happily caught that ball that I lobbed over to you, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm done." Yeah, it's uh, last week. Well, even the past the past two weeks have been have been pretty long. Um, first, it got I mean, this was true I think all across the U.S. got real hot here, real fast. Um, we had been talking about how we had a pretty mild spring. Um, you know, the temperatures had actually been we had some couple late frosts and things were like hovering around a really nice temperature, which was awesome because it was letting my tomatoes and things that I got in the ground late kind of catch up before it got way too hot um, for any type of issue to happen. Um, well, that like drop of a hat like it's changed right away um and we jumped straight into the high 80s low 90s uh about a week a little over a week ago and so this past week uh was just brutal um with heat which is definitely outside the norm for for down here this early and um as we continue to follow every time we record a podcast uh the weather has been like dramatically different from the flood to freezing to um, again, I think last time we recorded, I talked about how we were struggling with the fields being too wet to necessarily do some of the planting I wanted to do. Well, now it hasn't rained, except for today, in three weeks. And 
I've been having to irrigate every single day. Plants um, need water, just, Max. Plants need rain. I don't know if you know this. They do, and they'd like... I know, I know that. They teach you that in plant school. It's one of the first lessons. And uh, they like about an inch of water a week, ideally, if not more, depending on the time of year. A wi- an we inch a week to-, to keep them at their peak. I think, I think that's what we've said before. <laughs> Is it? I think you I actually thought used the exact line new. before. No. I'm going to come up with a new one right yes. now. An inch a week okay. to make those veggies squeak because they're growing so fast. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyways, it has it has been crazy dry here, and um, this just kind of makes things a little bit more stressful. Um, you're basically trying to figure out uh, what order and trying to stay consistent with watering all the plants, but at the same time, uh, also my house is on the same water line right. as so you can, you and your plants can't drink at the same time. Uh, we can, but I, I drink less. And <laughs> okay. um, if I need a shower or something, I need to turn the field watering off. But anyways, so um, just a lot more attention having to be given to the fields. Um, that being said, stuff's growing crazy fast. Um, I've been taking, and I'll, hopefully I'll share some more of them as, as I continue to take them. But every week I'm going to take a picture of specifically the tomato hoop house because they are just growing like weeds in there. It's insane. Well, if growing um, like weeds is bad. Size. You don't want weeds, man. Well, weeds you can't use well, that no, phrase like when weeds. you're a farmer. No, they're growing like weeds, which still works as a farmer because weeds seem to grow faster than okay. your plants do. All right. And I so, guess that's fair. Um, but anyways, so um, just a ton of getting stuff in the ground is really why last week was so long. Um, I, had, I planted uh, all of my sweet potatoes, which is uh, 300 sweet potato plants. Uh-huh. How and many then, plants does or how many sweet potatoes does a plant generate? It, I mean, it can it really does vary on soil and everything else. I think a good safe estimate is a pound per foot for planting. Um, so, but that seems even a little bit under. So, I planted three hundred row feet. I should at least get three hundred pounds um, of potatoes without any. Well. You know, if as long as something doesn't happen to them, um, but. I'm hoping it'll be closer to to double that. Um, cool. I think for this is different. Not, that's if not you got double, potatoes. that's half a ton of potatoes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, uh, well, it's, no, half a ton would be. Is it a ton? Twelve hundred uh, pounds. Oh really? I thought it was two thousand pounds. Oh mm-hmm. shoot, you might be right. I think I'm right on that. How much is uh, a ton? It's two thousand pounds. Why did I think it was twelve hundred? Okay. I don't know. That's a stupid. Uh, <laughs> that's a stupid number. To think. We'll edit that out. <laughs> wow. Um, but anyways, you know, I think a couple years ago at one of the farms I was at, our potato field produced seven to one ratio, which was pretty incredible. Uh, we planted that's five, crazy five hundred pounds, or you know, five hundred pounds, and pulled out thirty five hundred pounds of something like that. Um, so we'll see. It'll be fun to kind of track the number of what I get. Um, but these but sweet potatoes. Um, so normal potatoes, I think we've talked about this before, you plant a chunk of potato that has right. the little eyes of the potato starting to sprout. Sweet potatoes, um, you plant a slip, which is essentially somebody took a sweet potato, put it in some soil, and then all of those eyes start to grow, just like a normal potato, starting to grow the, the stem and everything. And for some reason, I really don't know why this is, 
Um, for sweet potatoes, you plant, they pull those out of the sweet potato and you end up with like a leaf with maybe some roots and that's what you plant. And I bet you could cut up a piece of sweet potato and put it in the ground like a normal potato. Mm-hmm. Not sure why you don't do that. A part of me thinks that maybe, I think a sweet potato will continue to produce slips. Um, mm-hmm. so you, you get more than out of one the eye, from, yeah. Yeah. So you can do multiple harvests if you're selling them. So anyways, you get this bundle of these Essentially, they just look like some sweet potato leaves um, with a little bit of a thicker stem. Some of them have roots, some of them don't, but because they're in the same family as potatoes and tomatoes, they have the, they have the advantageous stem or buds, uh, which means the stem will put out roots if it touches the soil. So, you know, a tomato plant that falls over and touches the soil will put out roots, which is kind of creepy. Huh. It'll kind of just come straight out of the skin of it. Um, so that's kind of what these sweet potato stems are supposed to do and they, what they do when you put them in the soil. But uh, when you first plant them, you're literally planting basically a leaf with no roots. <laughs> Does feel like, do you feel kind of ridiculous? Like like you're play acting, like you're play acting being a farmer. I'm going to put leaves in the ground like a toddler. Yeah, it's really what it looks like. So I'm out there <laughs> planting all these just leaves and then – at the same time, you're planting them into I'm planting them into black plastic or that black fabric. So, oh. and then it's also I tried to do it early in the morning, but it's already almost 85 degrees. And basically, I'm just putting them in the ground, going, "Well, you look like you're gonna die. You look like you're gonna die." Like I was planting all of these sweet potato slips, and they essentially take seven to ten days for them to really set their roots and take hold. Mm-hmm. And you do every year, you lose 15 to 20 percent of them, and then usually you buy extras for that reason, which I have um, to, to to fill in the holes, but. I just like people kept coming to the farm to do different things. I just kept saying like, don't, we can't look at that field for 10 days. Because right now, every day I work, right now I look at it and think, oh, this looks terrible. Have you hit the 10 day mark water yet? It. 10 days will be next Monday. Okay. Uh, or, yeah. So tomorrow or roughly yeah, tomorrow will be one week since I planted them. And I will say this, I went out there today and walked down a whole bed. And I think tr- of a hundred foot bed, um, truly shriveled away to nothing, like two or three. Not bad. So, which is fine, which is fine. Like, I'll take that percentage. Um, yeah. So we'll see what the rest of the rows do. Um, as soon as they they all pop up and look like they took they took hold, and this rain and this cooler weather is going to help for sure. Um, I'll have to instantly put uh, electric fence around them because rabbits, woodchucks, anything will eat sweet potato uh, leaves. They just love them. So that'll cool. be the next battle. Is they've made it past planting and survived that. Nice. Now can I get them past these first, you know, week or two in the ground? Quick, um, um, quick, quick weather update over here. Just got yep. a notification that we're now officially under severe thunderstorm warning that the hard rain is going to start uh, in. You should look at my radar right now. Rain is starting in 19 minutes. So I did a little bit earlier. We, that might be our uh, end point. But if you see my radar, okay. you'd be very envious. Uh, I no, not anymore. Remember, old Max was envious. Oh sound. yeah, forgot. I'm we don't share that now. love anymore. I don't have any no. plants in the ground outside. It's okay. I know, and you're in a pretty. Oh wow, that's a oofta. Yeah. That's a lot of red there, Sam. Yeah, and there's no purple in there though, which is good. That's good. You guys don't really get tornadoes up there though, do you? Um, I've yeah. only experienced one tornado warning here in the three whatever years I've lived here. See, I see a storm like that, and I'm thinking, okay. There's going to be a tornado warning coming up at some point. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, 19 minutes. Well, I can speed it up a little bit if I have to. <laughs> but um, 
the so yeah, sweet potatoes are in the ground. Uh, that was a big planting. Um, again, kind of the same thing I was telling you before. I'm, I'm surprising myself with how much a singular person can do, especially when it comes to planting. You know, I planted those six beds in uh, less than an hour. Uh, I'm actually planting them. You know, laying the fabric and putting the drip tape down and prepping the beds took a little bit longer. But that being said, um, it was all just uh, it's just quicker than than I uh, uh, thought it would be. So the one other thing I did that was big planting was uh, planted my cantaloupe, which is the only melon that I'm growing this year. Um, and then I planted all my winter squash. Same thing, those get planted into the fabric, but they um, they go in as actual transplants with roots. How do you feel and about cantaloupe? Here's the thing. Used to not like it at all. Mm-hmm. Thought it had no flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't as bad as honeydew, but it was basically like slightly better. There's honeydew. nothing worse than honeydew. Uh-huh. So Yeah. It's I mean I w I won't even grow honeydew for <laughs> honeydew honey more like honey don't. Sorry. <laughs> No, that's good. Get it out of your system. It's okay. I'd be worried if you kept it in. Yeah. Um, but no, then I had, as as uh, as farmers will always say, then I had one that was actually grown on one of the farms I worked at, uh-huh. and the flavor was just so different than, yeah. than what you get at a store. I ask because the obvious thing that I'm going to say is like, oh, cantaloupe is gross, but I'm pretty sure, I think in Kentucky, I had like a legitimately good one, and it was a totally different experience, and it made me realize good cantaloupe is actually really good. Most people eat terrible cantaloupe. Yeah, and that's true for a lot of a lot of different produce, I think. Yeah. So basically, um, I'm a cantaloupe hipster. Yeah, pretty much. Um, strawberries is another really big one that people will say. You know, oh, strawberry. strawberries! I love strawberries, man. I will eat any strawberry. The worst strawberry in the world, I'll eat it. It'll still be great. Strawberry is the best fruit. <laughs> okay, glad we got that in there too. Um, so, but those so sweet potatoes and winter squash melons those were, were big plantings those were you know that was 24 beds worth of stuff essentially um so it was a relief to get those in that was all last week you know and it was the same thing planting now they're in the ground and it's really hot and just trying to keep them alive which i can i think i mean without the sweet potatoes we'll see uh i think i can definitively say they're all still alive which is which is great nice um other than that um we talked about the tomatoes uh, in the hoop house and how just how fast they're growing i've officially um, and we've talked about this system before, but they're all tied up now and trellised uh, in the way that I'm going to grow them. Um, which so is you can just walk year. down the paths and they're at like pick and height. They should be. So we'll see um, how long until the ones I planted later actually start to to produce fruit. Um, the first ones I got from that other farmer are, are definitely putting on fruit already. None of them are turning yet and ripening, but um, they're they're definitely way ahead of the other plants I have in the ground. And then uh, last weekend was our first farmer's market um, in town here. The first uh, farmer's market that wasn't just a bunch of middle school girls trying to get your phone number. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no one asked for my phone number at this farmer's market. And uh, we, did, we did good sales. Uh, it was nice to, to be. I haven't been at a farmer's market in like three what, years. If you can say, like, what is good sales? Like, how much did you guys sell? At this market, we sold $215 worth of stuff in a three-hour period. Cool. Um, and for me, that's like, you know, this time of year, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, with what I brought, you know, I, it's not everything that I brought. Uh, the nice thing is we turn around and, and move some of it to a nonprofit at the start of the week uh, afterwards. So it's not like we had a bunch of loss. Right. And, you know, these aren't necessarily the biggest money-making crops that I have that I'm bringing right now. Uh, it was the first one of the year, so I don't know if the turnout was at what it would normally be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's just a small market in general. So, so we're, it was what were than, people what were people into? Basically, the the greens, so spinach, the baby lettuce, um, the braising mix that we brought. Um, some of the you know, chards sold well. I, I'm still continuing. This will be a, re- a common theme. Nobody wants my collard greens. They're the most beautiful. What you're in the south? I thought that was a thing. Years. Me too, Sam. Me too. I'm getting real worked up because I grew these collard greens that are gorgeous. You grew them for them. them. You, you, you're this carpetbagger coming down from the north being like, don't worry. I'm going to grow things that you like. And then you did it and yes. they're just looking you, the gift horse, straight in the mouth. I know. We're having to sweet talk people into why they should buy them. I just I don't know what happened. Maybe collards never made <laughs> what, it. Well, what is your – hold on. Now I'm very curious. What's your elevator pitch for collard greens? Well, here's the here's the thing. People, every now and then it comes up with. We try to have a recipe ready, you know. Um, Mary Britton has a couple recipes that she really likes for collards that she was like throwing at people. Best way, essentially, apparently, I've, I mean, I like them braised and just cooked for a while. Um, but apparently, if you just throw bacon in there as it goes, yeah, of course, <laughs> that's a good way to eat collard greens. But also, for some reason, I mean, maybe a lot of people are on this. Uh, I'm not sure it's keto or what diet, but. You know, not eating a lot of bread, yeah. and like people kept asking if they could use them for wraps, and so we were like, which is true, they they make a good wrap. The answer is like, yes. Is just not, say yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I do, I do say yeah, okay, and that's good. what I tell them to buy. It's like green it's just paper. Like, just do it. It's like a burrito. <laughs> <It's pretty much. laughs> um, but so, anyways, that's that one's still huh. a battle um, to try and get people to really. I mean, who well, knows? Well, if else, I can give you a little constructive constructive criticism on your pitch there. Um, yeah. You may need to get like a, a a tighter answer to to that. If you were if we were on Shark Tank, I would not be investing in your collard greens. I would just say this is what I would tell you: they're you know just just slow cook them like you'd braise any green. They're great. They're super high. They're super nutrient dense. Yeah, and, which which nutrients? Uh, uh, all the good ones that you'd want. You know? <laughs> all the, all the letters. Yeah, name out of probably one of those. A lot of the vitamins. Riboflavin sure. definitely um, got some riboflavin mm-hmm. in there. Oh, there's there's gonna be some good. There's probably protein in there. Yeah, some folic uh, acid. Oh yeah, is that you want folic acid? Is that a good thing? I don't know some keratin. <laughs> um, Isn't that what you're teaching? So, are anyways, the, the the market market went well. Um, we we're not gonna go back this weekend just because I'm kind of in a little bit of a lull between um, having a lot of variety to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the one other thing is we've started selling some stuff to a restaurant um kind of down near nashville as well so that's just been a little bit different to try and figure out working with a restaurant chef again um, that's cool you get to hang out with a chef a a little bit i mean not a lot but it'll be we i'm hoping i can get them to come out to the farm and kind of see what i'm growing and then try and get them to open up to they they change their menu a lot which is really nice max yes you can be the guy when they do a documentary about this restaurant and the chef they goes out to like meet his suppliers and they meet some rustic guy who grows their incredible vegetables that could be you it could be me there's like i know this guy (laughs) (laughs) but i mean yeah there you that could be me um but uh Oh man, I didn't even. We'll have to talk about him some other time. The guy that I bought the sweet potato, uh, sweet potato slips from is like this legendary Tennessee farmer. Uh, if you ever want to look him up, he's the Barefoot Farmer. Uh, why do you think he's called that, Sam? I'm guessing he didn't wear no shoes. He never wears shoes anywhere. I hey. met him in in Nashville, like at a at a place, and he was standing outside on the sidewalk, no shoes on. Is this Jeff Poppin? Uh, yep, that's <laughs> him. So I met Jeff. Jeff is who I bought my slips from. Super nice guy. Very much a character. 
um, oh in the, I mean, he started his organic farm in like the seventies at age 18. Sorry. I was reacting uh, he was doing to it before anybody else. was hitting like right outside. <laughs> um, this dude, gotcha. this dude looks like someone who would be called the barefoot farmer. Yeah, he does. He's, he nails it. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk cool. a little bit about him at some yeah, point. I've got, got a YouTube episode, thing here. About. I'm going to have to watch it and learn about, learn about him. He does he does biodynamic farming, which is really this just like it's it's pretty hippy dippy stuff, um, but uh, cool. he's he's a cool guy. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, nothing. I don't you know want to bore you with all the other the other things I'm doing at this point, which is to say, I'm doing a lot of weeding and waiting for stuff to to get up to size, basically to, to start doing bigger sales. Um, that's but cool. that's pretty much it. How's Flossie yeah. doing? Oh, you know, Flossie. How is a goose, really? How do you tell? Does he still hate um, you? Oh yeah, for sure. Come on. Okay. Yeah, we're not like we're not pals. I mean, actually, a couple days ago, so Flossie and I have reached a little bit of an impasse. We're fine. Like, I mean, like we've reached a, an agreement, I should say, um, which is like I come in and get the eggs. Flossie's upset about it, but he's not going to do anything about it, and that's been pretty fine. And I appreciated that. And then a couple days ago, I when I get out there in the morning, they're all closed up in their coop, and I fill up their food dishes, check on their water. And then I go and open the little drop like door ramp yeah. thing to their hutch, and they, and I usually drop it and skedaddle pretty quickly because one the chickens come flying out of there, the rooster comes flying out of there, and Flossie comes kind of flying out of there, kind of mad at me. Um, and a couple days ago, I just I opened it up and I, I must have have moved too quickly um, and upset the rooster because he came flying at me. And luckily I had something in my hand to like kind of like Deflect. hit him in the chest with to keep him back. But he came out like ready to fight at 6.30 in the morning. And I was... You did not match his energy? Almost, no, I did not match his energy at all. I was kind of shook. And uh, so the next day I, I when I opened it up, I, I had the broom in my hand to be armed um, to, to keep back the, any angry rooster. And then I forgot to mention I'm also fighting and dealing with the fact that Three of the chickens now are like in a little brooding phase, which means they want to sit on top of the eggs and not get off. Oh, and yeah. so now not only am I working under the constraints of I got a rooster who's not loving me, Flossie who doesn't want me. Our audio is cutting out bad. I thought it was going to come back, but it's it's not. Hold on. You sound like a super robot. Can you hear me? Oh, no. All right. You're I can back hear you. now. You oh, were, man. It was like, we're blame your weather. I, it might be, honestly. The storm is rolling in now. Um, there was at least 30 seconds there probably where it was just terrible. Okay, cool. Well, it's not important, but it's just to say that those chickens make it a thousand times harder to collect <laughs> egg. Okay. And now, as if that was an easy process to begin with, uh, it is just getting worse and worse. Um, so we're good. We're all good here. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um We'll let you rapid fire yours before. Well, I'll let you know if you go robot on me, but uh, we'll try and beat the storm here. Yeah, we'll just do quick hits on this, then we'll just tee these up to go deeper in next time. Because I got, you know how I am with storm effects. I got to get on this balcony. I got to watch the storm roll in because yeah. if, it, if I don't watch it, then I'm not sure it's going to happen. <laughs> One, traveling to Tennessee for our retreat at the end of June. That is very cool and very fun. Um, and actually, it's kind of for the retreat. So the ready is not like we're not all going to Tennessee. We decided that those who wanted to meet up in like regional pods could do so or you didn't have to. We're going to do the bulk of the retreat virtually as we have for the past couple of ones. But if anybody wants to get to get together and do stuff in person, they're welcome to. 
So I'm going to take the opportunity to go to Tennessee, see Will. At least one other colleague is going to come as well. So that'll be the first like, real work travel that I've done since all of this went down, uh, which will be fun. I love Sewanee. And when I'm down there, I'm going to come see you. And then we're going to go see our grandparents, which is cool. Yep. Yep. Um, are, people, are people meeting at any of the other regional locations or not? Um, you know, there's going to be – there's some folks who live in the New York area who are going to be meeting up and at least one person who is like traveling – or two people who I think are traveling to New York to meet up. That is the only other hub that I have heard of so far. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the week before, I'm going to be in Cape Cod for vacation, which is sweet. Uh, just finish up literally today my last kind of in-person responsibility for this current client that I've been working on for the entire duration of this podcast, basically, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I have like one or two like smaller things I'm going to do tomorrow just to finish up, but they're not like in-person facilitations. So really, like in the next day, I am wrapping up my work on this client, which we should probably like, then I think it'll probably take more time to unpack like what that experience actually is and i should probably be a little bit more into it than literally just a couple of hours but as you might imagine when you spend two and a half years of your working life really focused on one client and then that project the project's not ending it it's it's carrying on with other members of the ready but you are i am rolling off of it um there's Mm -hmm. things feelings there that might be fun to dive into and the feelings that just right now are like partial relief partially feeling like I'm abandoning my team, partially feeling like I shouldn't give up a thing that is like for sure in the name of like taking a break or finding a new more I guess a new thing to work on. So there's lots mm-hmm. of uh, lots of stuff kind of swirling around that, but mostly I'm just excited right now. Uh, and on Friday, I'm going to be introducing a new piece of governance to the ready around uh, a sabbatical program. Um, so if that actually goes through, I may have a little bit more time on my hand this summer. And Max, what if I came and worked with you for a week? Do you think I could do that? I'm into it. Yeah, I haven't run this yeah, by you, you except literally right now. I promise I, no. I won't be as big of a wuss as I appear on this podcast. I mean, I think... As I tell anyone who comes to your volunteer help, that any amount of help is usually is very is good and um, will be useful. Oh, I'm gonna make you I eat those words. Getting... I'm gonna make you eat those words. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, especially if you did it for like a full week, I think it would be it wouldn't yeah. just be like a one off day thing. I think yeah. it would be uh, you get a little flow of what things are like, but also. Um, I don't know. I think some some good conversations usually happen yeah. when uh, when you're out in the field working together. Um, my dream, I think, would be a lot think a lot of fun. My dream What's is that? that I show up. My dream is that I show up and like Flossie is my best friend. She's maybe, like, or maybe. he, he, she yeah. gets like really warms up to me and just like follows me around like an obedient dog. Oh, so we're thinking we let him we let him out of the run. Oh like, yeah, because we'll have such a good puppy. relationship. He'll just hang mm-hmm. out with me. Okay, and I'm going to video everyone else just because you're all going to wonder what actually happens. <laughs> Sam comes and does this. I'm going to send him in there to collect the eggs the first day and then just video his approach. I'm not going to give him my tips, my tricks. I'm just going to see – because remember, if you guys remember correctly, I think Sam told me to get on Flossie's level at one point, um, turn a chair around backwards and just talk it out a little bit. Yeah, turn your hand um, around backwards. 
And I think there's like, there are other ideas out there as well. So I think I'll get in his his pool and assert dominance. Yep, uh, was another idea. So I yep. think we're gonna put all those to the test definitely, uh, and just see maybe that you either you're a goose whisperer and you have all these amazing ideas, or it'll be hilarious. Um, <laughs> yep, and both will be good. <laughs> yep, cool. Well, though that's that's the only stuff that was on my list for for today. Um, this thunderstorm is rolling in. We well, should probably just wrap. I know. I was going to say, well, we'll, I think we should definitely, uh, uh, maybe a hefty part of potentially next episode, unless I have some more interesting things to talk about, um, we'll be, maybe you can actually talk a little bit more about those feelings after being done with the client and yeah. kind of what you think is next and things yep. like that. Um, and maybe some, I'm sure you're reflecting on your own time. That's kind of what you're, what you do, mm-hmm. but, um, it'd be interesting to, to hear kind of your thoughts. So maybe hopefully we'll see, um, who knows what comes up, but maybe next episode, that'll be a bulk of, of what we talk about. Let's but for now, do it. You got a storm to see. I got a storm to chase, and by chase, I mean go well, sit on my balcony and watch, uh, and watch roll in. We'll have to talk about storm chasing at some point because you were you were very into that idea. Oh, so into it. I think. <laughs> but right. okay, um, we'll, we'll, we'll call it there though. All right. Stay have a good, have a good week. Safe. Yep. Bye bye. Thanks. Storm.